the leash in the jungle dripping heat. Tiger strike the city streets. East side stand up, west side stand up. If you rapping, who they? Time to put your hands up. Dingle stripes, we in it. New day, new age, yeah, we get it. Cincinnati jungle fitted. Who they in our house, we win it. Orange and black and white, we build it. Earn our stripes, you know we kill it. Bleed our colors, jungle dripping. Nasty natty, yeah, we lit it. Lit the crowd, get the city loud. Yeah, we feasting now. Fit the bounce, make the city howl. Now we beastin' now. Thunder through the tunnel, from the sideline to the huddle. Stripes, we tatted on the jungle. When we flex that, who they muscle on? Stripes! Cincinnati, we gon' rise in the In the jungle, we unite in What's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Ice Man, Jeff Trunapole, welcoming you all back from a very, very long and fun weekend. My son got married. It was an absolute blast. I'm so sorry I did not do a show yesterday. And some people commented, oh, you were just hungover. Well, hungover, wore out. I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't have a, a headache. I wasn't sick. I was just absolutely tired. Because I danced the night away. I acted like I was 26 when I'm 46 and I've been paying it for it for two days. <laughs> so my legs hurt. My knees hurt. Everything hurts. Don't get old. <laughs> but to be fair, if you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 1,356 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate, as always, every single one of you guys. Now, if you're watching on Facebook or on Twitter, do me a favor, and you have not subscribed to my channel, go to YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberry Rides. Hit the subscribe button, hit the bell for the notification, and every time I go live, you guys will be notified. And as always, I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave. The Ice Cave is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property manager needs and your rental needs. And as always, exclusively to the YouTube channel, we are doing super chats, so if you guys would like to support what I'm doing, give me a super chat. I'd greatly appreciate it. Now, I got to start it off real quick. I got James Rapine about to come on, but I know he's a Bearcat fan. I know this about you, James. I know you are as excited as I am about the Bearcats winning the victory or the victory over 15 years in a row. We kicked, and I mean kicked, Miami's booty 49 to 14. Desmond Ritter, I think last time in now, my son's. 
um, rehearsal dinner was going on, but I was keeping track of it. Last time I knew Desmond Ritter had three touchdowns or threw for three touchdowns, ran for another one. Unbelievable. I think we got a Heisman Trophy candidate on our hand, but it's going to be a lot of fun watching Cincinnati football this year, and I'm here for that. But let's get to the man who knows pretty much anything and everything you want to know about the Bengals. He is from Locked On Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals talk. All Bengals. Sports Illustrated. He's the man that put the legend. He's James Ravine. James, what's going on, wow. brother? How about that? Not much, yeah. my man. How are you? you are you Good. sure you're recovered? Ah, I'm, I'm getting there, dude. My, seriously, my knee still hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I had an absolute blast, though. My son had a blast. My new daughter-in-law had a blast. So they're actually in Orlando now at their uh, honeymoon. So it was a lot they're of fun. More, they're having more fun than us. Just a little it, bit more because we're having fun. But they're having just a little, a little bit. bit. Just I, I always have fun. You know, I try to. But yeah, they're having a little bit more fun than us. But uh, James, do me a favor. Don't get old. It sucks. <laughs> I'm not planning on it. We'll see. I'm trying. I'm trying to well, see, it. see, at least you're smart about it. You you got the built bars and you, you know, you work out all the time. Well, only thing I ever do is the 40 ounce curls. That's why I got the, the big gut and everything. So, you know, <laughs> hey, I, hey, I do the 40 ounce curls too. That's what makes it tough, right? <laughs> doing, if you're juggling both built bars, weights, and uh, in the, the 40 ounces, it's, uh, it's tough. Right. You get tired. I, I know my legs are sore today from a little workout I did. So, exactly. Oh. So, we are finally the week of game one. I cannot wait. I am fired up. I'm going to be down there in section 158 wearing my uh, Bengals cape and my orange hair. I'll be having a great time. What are the keys? What are the, the news and notes? What are you excited about seeing on the first game of the season this year, James? Well, let's start with number nine, right? I want Absolutely. to see Joe Burrow throw a bunch of touchdown passes in front of a, a packed crowd, something he hasn't done since he was at LSU due to COVID, unfortunately. And I think everybody wants to see that. And the other thing I want to see, because it's inevitable in the NFL, I want to see Joe Burrow get a hit. Yeah. And I want to see him get back up <laughs> just, just to get that out of the way. I know mm -hmm. he wants it. I know he wanted it in the preseason. So, so that's where it starts. Uh, obviously there's so many things to, to look at and, and that we'll be watching on Sunday. How does the offensive line perform? How do these skill guys live up to the, the hype, right? There's been a lot of controversy around Jamar Chase. Well, guess what, Jeff? If he goes out and he has 10 catches on Sunday, well, then dropsies be damned. No one cares anymore, right? So I, 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 I'm waiting for him to drop the first pass. I, 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 he's going to drop the first one, then he's going to catch the rest of them or something. <laughs> At oh least I'm hoping God. so anyway. I, if, if he drops that first, can you just imagine the oh, disappointment? No. <laughs> so. No, yeah. I, honestly, I think he's going to respond well. I think he's built like Burrow. Uh, yeah. he, he's not going to get on edge about these drops. And, and I know people have speculated he's in his own head and it's mental. And I, I do think it is mental to a degree. I think, But he, he wants to make so many plays that he's, he's overthinking it a little right. bit and thinking ahead and trying to make a move beforehand. So I, we'll see. I, I think it, it's almost like a jump shooter in basketball. If you can get him to the free throw line, get him an easy bucket early. Yep. Right. Co yep. Kobe Bryant goes for 80 because he gets a, into a rhythm early and, and now suddenly he's hitting from three. So it, it only takes a couple there. But th there's a ton of storylines, Jeff. I'm, I'm really excited that football is back. And uh, yeah. those are just a couple of them. 
Exactly. I mean, the thing is with, with Chase, and I've said this, and I, I know you've said it on, on, on Locked on Bengals, and I think Jake's also said it too. He took a year off football. And I, mm-hmm. I, and I know that's an excuse, but it's a legit excuse. I mean, you, you look, at, look at Sewell uh, up in Detroit. He's he's struggling. A lot of the guys, I think, who took a year off football are struggling. So it's just mm-hmm. it's a mental thing. He's got to get over it. I think he's going to be fine. I can't wait. But uh, I got to get this question here. Crypt Keeper, uh, let's see where to go. Yeah, he says since you guys are on YouTube now, so Locked on Bengals, you can watch on YouTube. And apparently, well, I've seen you do it. You dance a lot. So why weren't you dancing when you came on for, you know, with, with uh, the, the the New Stripe song? <laughs> hey, by the way, the song was fire. Yes, uh, it is. The, the reason I was not dancing is because that is a Locked on Bengals exclusive. <laughs> it, it, that's one thing. Because the thing is, I have Cincinnati Bengals talk, right? I have my own YouTube channel that comes yep. to Bengals. Well, I want Locked on Bengals viewers to get a different experience. So you want Dancing James, you get Dancing James on Locked on Bengals. <laughs> you you are very good for plugs. I like that. That, 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 that was a very, very good one there. Um, this, this is silly. I think it's silly, but I cannot believe how excited I am about a freaking kicker. And I know Jake was like, ah, oh, we shouldn't have drafted him fifth and yada, 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 but I'm with you. I'm like, I I love Jake. I, I love McPherson or Kick Pearson or Leg Cannon or whatever you want to call him. And I was ecstatic when the Bengals drafted him. And then honestly, the cool thing is once we get to the 50 yard line, we got a shot to score. <laughs> so I'm excited to see him kick. And that's I think that's silly, but that's I am. No, I, I totally agree with you. I think it's such a weapon, such a luxury, right? There's like, I, I understand why Jake and a lot of people feel like, man, why the hell are you drafting a kicker in the fifth round? Because most of them don't work. They don't. Right. right. The, the Once upon a time, literally a few years ago, Austin Seibert, who got released by the Bengals last week, was yeah. a fifth round draft pick of the Browns. Uh-huh. Right. And I was in Cleveland when that happened. And there was outrage about it because you have to be special as a kicker to be worth a fifth round pick. And McPherson looks at everything it's- you want to see from the next Justin T- Tucker, or because that's such a high bar, I won't even go there. Harrison Butker, a guy who just at 50 yards you feel really good about, Matt Prater, uh, any of those guys, you uh, you, you want to see the flash, and we've certainly seen it. He's been consistent in practice, consistent in preseason, perfect in the preseason, a 57-yarder mm-hmm. to top things off last Sunday. And uh, right. I agree with you. It's, it's such a weapon because this is a team that if they're going to win – and I get it, the defenses look good this preseason. But if the Bengals are going to win, they're going to have to score a bunch. They might have to outscore the Vikings on Sunday. Like, that might be a realistic possibility. And, and if they're going to do that, what a weapon to have the, the better kicker than most of the teams you're going to face. And it may be a little soon to jump the gun there, but he so far looks like he's uh, he's got a chance to be one of the best kickers in the NFL. Yeah, and speaking of the defense, I was going to get to this, but Terry – Royal Flush Terry already asked it. He said, let's talk about Eli Apple matchup with Justin uh, Jefferson. It says it scares him. And, well, that yeah. should be, you know, Trey Waynes, but he's out and unfortunately hasn't played one down for the Cincinnati Bengals, and he's missing another game. But, you know, from all reports, like you've been reporting it, hopefully he's only one game. But how what's your – how's Eli Apple looked, you know, in, in training camp? He's had a good camp. He, he has. He's certainly earned – that fourth corner spot, that backup outside role. Uh, he was competing with Darius Phillips for it. Unfortunately, much like Trey Waynes, he's gotten dinged up. And here's what I would say. 
the first things first, I don't like Trey Waynes versus Justin Jefferson either. And right. like that, that would still be a matchup where I would give the edge to the Vikings and probably a significant edge. That being said, is Eli Apple Trey Waynes? No. Look at the difference in salary, right? So I, I understand mm, right. that part. But if I'm Luan Arumo, and this was, there was a lot of talk of this this offseason, we didn't see it in the preseason, but he showed about this much of the playbook in the preseason. Yeah. Why not go zone? Why not go zone on Sunday? Don't do this man-to-man stuff with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, because I got to tell you, even if you had Trey Waynes, those two dudes are just different. <laughs> they are tough to contain. Mm-hmm. And so maybe you go zone and, and you let Jesse Bates and Von Bell do their thing and, and really try to bank on these safeties as well. And who knows? You know, Maybe that slows this Vikings offense down a little bit. But to me, what they're going to have to do, even before we get to these wide receivers, which – I'm not sure there's a many better one-two combos in the NFL going into this season. Got to slow down Dalvin Cook. You've got to find yeah. a way to make Kirk Cousins put Kirk Cousins in second and eleven, third and, make and him beat eight, you, third right. and ten, mm-hmm. and, and, and make him beat you on uh, unfavorable downs. Because if it's mm-hmm. third and two, well, now the play, everything, the whole playbook is wide open, and you don't want that, especially going up on the other side against a, a defense that I think is going to be pretty good. So. Slow down Dalvin Cook, maybe some zones, some blitzes. That's the thing that I'm really interested in on defense on Sunday. How different does Lou Anarumo's defense look now that he's had a whole offseason to not only bring his guys in, but add all these little wrinkles to try to generate mm-hmm. pressure because they have right. to generate pressure. And, well, and, and he's got the guys a, to do it this year, too. That, and that's the thing, too. I think so. he's got, yeah. Even with, uh, I'm curious. He, um, I remember his first the one the tr- the trade the Bengals just made uh, last week. BJ, BJ from yes, I'm I'm interested to see his. I I personally like that trade because we didn't have a backup for Larry Ogunjobi at three tech, mm-hmm. and now we do. Yep. And just just how you said we got to stop stop uh, Cook on Sunday. Just in the AFC North, we got to stop all those running backs. So having, I think mm-hmm. that's was a really good trade just because we got to stop the run. And that's a big deal. Larry Ojobi can't play every down. <laughs> I mean, I guess he could, but it'd probably wear him out. But it's still, it's even for injuries or whatever. So I'm excited or you know, see, see how much time uh, BJ Hill get in and how he looks. And if it's a big difference between when he's in and Larry's out or, or, or where we go from there. Absolutely. I, I think it was a great trade. And again, much like Ogan Joby, it's a guy on a one-year deal, rookie deal still, but that should be entering his prime. Right. That should be um, able to give you more than some of the guys you've had in past years where injuries, I mean, especially last year, the injury bug bit that defensive line mm. and just kept biting and biting and biting. And, and yeah. now you have this, this revamped group where you have Hill, Oak and Joby, obviously reader is healthy. And that's a great one, two, three in, in my eyes, Josh Tupau, they mm-hmm. really like a lot. One, two, three, four, right? Mike Daniels is so, mm-hmm. it, it, to me, he's good. And he's signed of the practice squad. So they have depth on the interior of that line. And obviously I didn't mention Tyler Shelvin. We'll see how much he plays or even uh, if he's active. I, I would be a little surprised if he's active given uh, the circumstances, but you never know. But yeah, this is, uh, this is certainly going to be uh, an interesting game in that aspect. How do all these new pieces fit, especially someone like Hill, who just got here, you know, eight days ago or right. whatever it is. Right. But I mean, but the one, the cool thing is, I know well, uh, fan, Mike Daniels is a fan favorite. I like Mike Daniels. I think he's a really nice guy. I'd love to get him on my show. Something he's been on everybody else's show except mine. I'm working on it though. 
But um, to have him as a guy who played a ton last year for us because of all the injuries, now he's on a practice squad. To me, that that shows a lot about the depth that we have on this defensive line, which, that I mean, James, we talked about how many injuries and stuff we had last year. If we had that many injuries, it's going to be hard to overcome them. But if we have some, I think we're actually in – we have the ability to – to replace some of the guys, you know, and it won't be as big of a deal if somebody's hurt and gone for a little while with the depth that they have. For sure. I mean, especially again on the interior, they don't really have a lot of depth at end, but they certainly have more depth on the interior and it allows Anarumo to, to mix and match, do some different things. I mean, you're going to see more twists and stunts, I think Mm -hmm. from this defensive line this year, we saw glimpses of it in the preseason. So I, I think that's a preview but they have to find a way to generate pressure. And mm-hmm. Reader, he doesn't seem like an every-down player. They view t- Trey Hendrickson as an every-down guy. And I think you could play Reader on every-down. I don't think they're going to do that regularly. How does Cam Sample fit into the mix? Is he right. playing outside? Do they move him inside on passing downs right on third and long? Maybe. And and so it, that part of it, the, the rotation – that Anarumo deploys and how much pressure they generate is going to be so crucial, not just Sunday, but this entire season to their success. Cause they just could not get pressure last year. Baker Mayfield completing 20 plus passes in a row. That cannot happen. Right. If, if a quarterback gets into that rhythm, you need someone to hit him out of it. And that's, that's up to Lou Anarumo and these guys that again, they paid Trey Hendrickson to be that guy. Mm-hmm. They, they paid Sam Hubbard, in, in signing to an extension to help be that guy, DJ Reader, Larry Ogunjobi. So they have names. We'll see mm-hmm. if it uh, it fits together and is the vision that they uh, that they had this offseason when they put it together. Yeah, like uh, Royal Flush, Flush Terry told me here. He said, "Hi, I remember you. You remember our bet? With which our bet is if the Bengals hold the defense of two hundred twenty-five yards or less, you cannot call him Lou Armadillo." So we'll see <laughs> and hey I hope I, I hope I lose this bet I you know I, I want to call him by his running I've been calling him blue lately I haven't really tried to say his, his last day but just talking about the different guys that uh, Lou has on defense Hilton Hilton I want to see how often does he blitz him because arguably are the blitzing corner in all of football so that's that's another weapon mm-hmm. that they have that he didn't have last year let's be honest I mean really they had one guy that could rush the passer last year, especially when Sam Hubbard came out. We got multiple guys. We have a rotation. And Cam Sample, I think, he has a, a chance to be have a big year, unfortunately, because what happened to um, uh, Matt Carl Lawson? <laughs> the, Joseph Osai. Yeah. Thank you, Joseph Osai. Unfortunately, what happens yeah. to him, he's going to have a better shot probably than he would if Joseph was in there. Joseph is a big, a big loss. I mean, we only saw one game, but it's pretty good, pretty good debut. But I am very excited to see the – the different looks, like you said, and another one I want to see is is uh, Hodges I, or Hodge, Darius Hodge. Mm-hmm. I want to see what he flashed in preseason. Is it going to translate to the regular season? I'm not saying he's an every down guy, but he's definitely a, a guy you put on on third down in a passing situation. Yeah, for sure. No, he, he absolutely is, and I, honestly, I'll, I'll tie these together. I don't think Osai. If he if, if Osai is healthy, I don't know if Hodge even makes the team. He might still be on the practice. Yeah, good squad. point. Good point. So yeah. th- this is an opportunity for him now to really show that he can be uh, productive on the edge. And look, is he perfect? No, but can he be the situational edge rusher? I think so. And it, I think Sunday he'll be active. I think he's going to get a chance. And it's 
to me, if you're the Bengals, you need one of these guys to, to exceed expectations. I think it was going to be Osai. I, I, to me, Joseph Osai was a second round pick. Uh, mm-hmm. I would, you know, wouldn't have been shocked if, you know, they took him 46th overall based on his talent. I mean, there was talk of him going in the first round. He falls all the way to 69. And then he goes out there, looks good in camp and goes out there preseason week one and just shows off how talented he is, uh, starting with a really, really good Bucks offensive line in that first team on the first play or first drive, rather, of the preseason. And so you lose him. Well, you need someone to exceed expectations and come out of nowhere. So far, it's been Darius Hodge. He's mm-hmm. played against a lot of backups. How will he do now against the ones regularly? That, that's a big question mark. And hopefully, whether it's him or Sample uh, or someone like that, someone emerges. Because it can't just be Sam Hubbard. It can't just be Trey Hendrickson. There's got to be someone else that emerges. I thought it was going to be Joseph Osai. Obviously, that's not going to happen this season. So we'll see if uh, one of these other guys can step up and answer the bell. Because the Bengals desperately need uh, another edge rusher, someone to emerge, or they need to go out and sign someone, honestly. That that might be, brother talk of the offensive line, that might be their biggest weakness going into week one is, is lack of depth on the edge. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I was, that's what I was kind of thinking they might actually – when we made the trade, I, I was checking to see if the guy was an edge, but he, but uh, BJ Hill is a an inside uh, rusher. But um, I know you gotta get out of here soon. Um, what are the what's the latest news on the Vikings heading in? How healthy are the Vikings heading into Sunday's game as of right now? Uh, the the main injury I've kind of taken note of Christian Darrisaw, their number one uh, pick, their first rounder, offensive mm-hmm. lineman uh, tackle. I would expect that he doesn't play, but I did see he was returning to practice. So that would be one to, to monitor here. And throughout the week, you know, we'll get that first injury report tomorrow right. and, and, and we'll see what happens there. So that's the key one. Outside of that, I mean, the, the crazy part about this is everyone could be healthy and with the COVID protocols, yeah. you know, you could be out in a moment's notice. But uh, right. it does seem like from what I've seen, most of these guys are healthy and they're going to be uh, pretty, pretty much ready to go, which is, again, it's scary because to me, I give the Vikings the edge coaching wise. I like Mike Zimmer. I think he's going to be. Uh, it's Mike you know, Zimmer defense. I don't care how bad it was last year. <laughs> no doubt. And like, that's the thing is, so now Mike Zimmer's defense in those linebackers, Patrick Peterson, who has a lot to prove. And we've seen how Mike Zimmer can get the most out of corners that are past their prime, right? Terrence Newman is probably mm-hmm. the best example of that. Um, you know, this is going to be a really, really big challenge, you know, for the Bengals on Sunday. And I, to me, can Zach Taylor's offense outduel Mike Zimmer in that defense? I think that's what it might come down to. Yeah. And that might mean scoring 30 points. Can they get there? That's a big question. And who, uh, a big key to that is, is Lou's defense stopping the run. Because, I mean, yeah. I, I would take my chances on uh, – uh, Oh my goodness! I hate like their their quarterback, um, Kirk Cousins. Thank you, yeah. Kirk Cousins. I'll take my chance on him putting the game in his hands and trying to make a play at the end, than them running it down our throats the whole game. So I, that's that to me. That's the key. You got you, for the, this team. You got to stop the ball. Stop the run. You know Zim wants to run. He's a defensive coordinator. He wants to run. But real quick here, I know you got about four minutes. I gotta get out of here. Um, Jesse Bates. Does he get signed before the week once game? I mean, it's happened before in Bengals history. Is it happening again? No, doesn't feel like it. And I I don't get it. I'll be honest with you. I don't, don't get either. it. I don't understand it. To me, you sign them. And even if you sign them for more than you want to sign them, 
it, it speaks volumes uh, about the direction you want to go and establishing a culture of, hey, you come here and you do your job and you play at a high level and you develop in one of the league's best players, we're going to pay you like it. We're right. not going to nickel and dime you. We're not going to negotiate. We want to win. And Jesse Bates helps us win. If you become the next Jesse Bates, T. Higgins, or Joe Burrow, you're the next, you know, Jesse Bates. You know, you get my point. Right. Yeah. If the next exactly. Jesse Bates comes around, mm-hmm. we're going to pay them. And if he, if they don't get a deal done, if I'm Joe Burrow, I'm like, man, Chase Ball's out. Are they going to nickel and dime him in a few years? Are we going to have a real crazy negotiation when my contract's up in a couple of years? It's just a weird thing. Yeah, it's, it's just just pay him again. Well, the silly thing is too, even if like say next year they, they franchise tag him, well then they got to pay him the top five. Yep. So wherever you go, you're paying him top five. So just just pay. This is where you're at. It's going to be that point, regardless of if it's a one year or it's a multiple years. Just pay him. And, and, and yeah, and, and that's the thing. Now, if, if Jesse's asking for $25 million yeah, and isn't receptive to Jamal Adams' deal, I would give him Jamal Adams' deal. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, I think the the dilemma could be not necessarily four years, $70 million, And I don't – I'm not reporting this. I'm yeah, just you're just talking, yeah. I think the dilemma might be guaranteed money. Jamal Adams got over $30 million in guaranteed money. You know how many Bengals have – 30 plus million dollars guaranteed on their contracts two, And it's because they had to get it. Joe Burrow, the first pick Jamar chase, the fifth pick DJ reader has the most guaranteed money outside of those guys in his contract. It's around 20 million. So all these free agents that they, they signed over the past couple of years and none of them have gotten near that amount of guaranteed money. So if you're Jesse Bates, wouldn't you want something comparable? And so that could be the hang up. It might not even be contract numbers, as far as overall numbers, base salary, it might be that guaranteed money on the back end. So Black, Black Thorn here has a question: Does he get signed at all? That, I mean, that, that might be the point we're getting to. I don't know. I mean, I yeah, I would be surprised Look, if he doesn't get signed. But go, go ahead. Yeah, I think no, I do. I think he gets signed. I think they he, here. Let me play devil's advocate, and I don't feel this way, but let me just do it right because if you're the Bengals, you, you have to look at it, you know, from a you know fifty thousand foot view. Right. Has he been a Pro Bowler yet? Has nope. not been a Pro Bowl yet. Should have been second time, and I'm not. Again, no. this is not how I feel. No, that, 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 but that's what they're that's what they're going to say. Yeah, has he been an All Pro yet? Well, he's a second team All Pro. He had one really, really, really standout season. That season, he had three picks, and while he's been consistent and had 15 passes defense, we want to see a little bit more because he could have had six interceptions, including multiple pick sixes last year, and he dropped those. We have the franchise tag. We all made him an offer. Look, if he balls out this year, we'll pay him next year, but we want to see it for one more year. I'm not saying that's what I would do. I would try to lock him up now because I think if you lock him up now, you might get value on the back end when he's 26, 27, 28 years old and the salary cap is booming. Yeah. And, you know, you got to pay uh, a T. Higgins or you're looking at extending, uh, you know, Joe Burrow, maybe a Jonah Williams, someone like that. So that's what I would do. But I, I think that the Bengals, again, speculating, may view it that way and may want Bates to, to prove it one more year before they give him. 18 million per right well I, i'll give credit to uh anthony kazenz on here on uh orange and black instagram podcast he said this multiple times and he's right the Bengals don't pay guards and they don't pay safeties in their history they just don't and that's where i think that narrative needs to change because what has been our biggest problem the last couple of years you know safeties think guard which actually real quick uh and what what do you think about the guard play that the Bengals have right now the two starting guards we have right now I think Quentin Spain is an average guard. I think Xavier Suofilo is slightly below average. 
but Riley Reef is above average. Jonah Williams is above average, and Hopkins is average. So overall, you know, if you're talking C plus, C minus, B plus, B minus, it averages out to probably mm-hmm. around a C. Mm-hmm. And who knows? Maybe we see Jackson Carmen by week five, or we see Deontay Smith at some see, point. That, but, that's but to, that's my thought process. I, I think by the yeah. end of the year, I could see both them being our, our starting guards. Sorry, I mean interrupt. You. Go no, you're good. You, you could. But damn it, they better earn it and, and show it. Right. And I, I think Smith has had the right mindset. I think Carmen's working hard. I don't think he showed mm-hmm. up the camp the way he should have, but I, I think he's trying to get there. And and hopefully he does because this is a grind. Like I'm going to be tired. Like I'm mentally preparing myself for covering the damn team. <laughs> like I can't imagine having to actually work out and go to meetings and do all this and then play on Sundays. Like it's going to be yeah. a grind right. that these rookies have never dealt with before. And, right. uh, and, and they need to be ready for it because you're right. From an athleticism standpoint, mm-hmm. Smith and Carmen are much wow. more athletic. Their mm-hmm. potential is higher, but they. Well, you see it. it. You can see it on the on the uh, the Washington game when Spain got out there and got that holding call, which eh, holding call could have been. But still, I mean, I, I was telling people, I said Smith is out there. He's more athletic. He he can get out there quicker, and he doesn't. He's already blocking the guy. He ha- he won't have to reach for him. So that, that's yeah. why. I, as long as, like you said, they have to earn it. I agree with you on that. But I would not be surprised if both those guys are, are maybe not this year, but they're future starting guards, I, th- I think. Yeah, and, and, and who knows with Smith? Maybe he's your you know future tackle. I mean, they, they were talking about Jackson Carmen too. And mm-hmm. to me, he's got to still settle into that guard spot. But what I think, honestly, the key is it's not the run game. I think those guys probably are ready to go on the run game because they've done it their whole lives, right? It's the right, passing right. game. Quentin Spain, Xavier Suofilo, you know what you're going to get. Is it all pro stuff? No. But is someone going to go unblocked up the middle? Like, you know, it happened week two last year when you had Fred Johnson at guard against the Browns and just crushed Joe. That's not going to happen either because they're consistent. So that's what they need. They just need consistent, Consistent. you know, average type guard play. And this could be a, a pretty damn fun offense to watch. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I guess I, this team, I think, kind of reminds me of the 05 team with the offense that we have, and the defense has got to be very opportunistic. But 6 o'clock, you got to go. You got to do your podcast. Tell everybody where they can uh, watch it, follow you, and all that cool stuff. Uh, YouTube, it's easy. Locked on Bengals on YouTube. Cincinnati Bengals talk on YouTube, allbengals.com. And, uh, yeah, and then as far as Locked on Bengals, you can get that podcast wherever you get your podcast. So it's not just YouTube, and it's the only daily Bengals podcast. So, should check it out exactly. if you haven't already. Yeah, well, it's cool to actually see you on the screen now because I kept seeing you really any really small when I was up on the bridge. I was yelling to you and you, you couldn't hear me, but that's okay. Yeah, I cannot <laughs> hear you. <laughs> Billy James, hey! <laughs> All right, brother. As always, I appreciate you coming on. And who day? We'll see you Sunday. Sounds good. See you soon, nice. See you, man. All right, guys. Sorry, I had to cut that short. He's got to go do his own podcast. So you guys go check out. Obviously, Locked on Bengals. I'm sure you guys are watching me or you watch Locked on Bengals. Now, I'll get to Rob's question. I would love to get this to James, but James had to go. Uh, Rob says, hey, Jeff, I have a question or idea. Maybe they're waiting to resign Jesse Bates until they see if they're going to keep Lou Armadillo and his cover uh, three scheme or move on to a new DC or cover two. I don't know. That is that is a good question. Um and, and uh, yeah, it's a valid point. So I, I I can't answer that. I mean, that, that I think that is a, a good point because they don't want to sign him and then they get rid of Lou. So we'll have to wait and see. But 
from what I've seen of the defense, I like what I saw compared to last year. I do agree with James. Darius Hodge, this team needs him to come up big this year because of what happened to Joseph Osai. They are kind of weak on the edge, but they have multiple guys, I think, that can come in and help that out. You know, Joseph Osai, we don't know exactly what he could be. We saw him play one game, and it was a very, very good game against the Super Bowl champs. So it's kind of hard to judge what we're losing with him, but I do know we lost a, a pretty good player. So hopefully Darius Hodge or Cam Sample or somebody can come in and somewhat replace what o- Osai did. But I I do like the the versatility that this defense has of what Lou could – and I'll, just be, I'll be honest with you. I'm not worried about the offense. That's why I keep talking defense. I'm, I'm worried, worried about – not worried. I won't say worried. Word's a bad word. I'm just paying attention more to what the defense is doing, you know, and, and how it's going to look because especially in the run defense, they have got – to stop the run, especially in the AFC North. And going against Minnesota, I got us winning the game, but it's going to be a, a, it's a very good test with that offensive line, with that running game, with Mike Zimmer defense. I know last year it wasn't that good. He's still Mike Zimmer, and he's still – yeah, he's head coach, but he's he's a defense coordinator. So we'll see what happens. Uh, let's see here. Jeff, what's up? Surprised they let Michael Jordan go. Um, you are you asking the question. I will I was kind of surprised to be honest. Um, but that also to me also kind of said if they're right of how good of a draft that we had, the Bengals had this year. So and also it just kind of gets as Zim Hude said this the taste out of our mouth of Joe getting hurt and quote unquote, the guy who caused it or which I'm not blaming Michael Jordan. It happened. It's football. It just happens. But just getting that out of the team off the team, you know? So yes, I was surprised he got released, but it's football, man. He got picked up by somebody. I can't remember who it was. Uh, let's see here. Crown. You want to ask some red stuff. Iceman. Are the reds going to blow it? Huh? God, I hope not. But um, they have they're four and nine. <laughs> I think they've lost the last seven series in a row. Not a good sign. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Now I want to play this. Now this is the part I wanted to play this with with James on here, but I ran out of time. He could only give me thirty minutes, um, which goes by really fast. I, Anthony, I was watching Anthony Kazenza on the uh, water cooler chat earlier today. And he's like, man, I'm already 37 minutes into it. I'm like, I know it goes by fast. You start talking and you forget or not forget, but just lose track of time. But I don't know if you guys saw this. Um, I think this Sunday, Jackpot Joey Burrow is going to be on ESPN and they have a clip of uh, that interview. And I tweeted it out over the weekend and I said, playoffs, Did somebody play say playoffs, but I love this clip right here from the interview. Check it out. And what are your personal goals for this year? Make playoffs, you know, win the division, be competitive with every team we play. You know, we really need to get better at, at closing out games. We had leads in the fourth quarter of some like seven or eight games last year, and we ended up losing all of them. So we just need to be better down the stretch so we can win those games and get into the playoffs. How cool is that? His goal is to make the playoffs. That's all his mindset. And I know everybody's like, well, what's he supposed to say? 
Not everybody says that. Everybody, you know, everybody's, oh, we want to have a good year. We want to stay healthy. We want to do this. He goes, I still out there. I want to make the playoffs. I think that's a that's a pretty cool, confident statement that Jackpot Joey Burrow uh, said. He's also asked in the in the interview about his knee. He says his knee's fine. He's not worried about his knee a bit. Um, he was also asked about his knee brace. He's no, I don't like it. But he's hoping to not have to wear it the rest of his career. He's not planning on wearing the knee brace the rest of his career. But, you know, as the season goes on, well, probably not the season, but next year, he'll have smaller and smaller knee braces, and eventually he probably won't have any. But let's get back. You guys are blowing. Rabbit, what's up? Where you been at? We started. You missed James. <laughs> uh, okay, you guys are talking. Oh, here you go. What, Rabbit? Oh. Put that back up there. Sorry, my bad. Yes, I really think we can make the playoffs. Well, I, I do too. I, I think we have a shot at it, but it ain't going to be easy. And I, I like I said, I got to score 11 6. And it, it's not going to be easy. I'm not sitting there. We ain't just going to throw a team out there and, and start playing. I mean, the offense has to be what we think it's going to be. Joe Mixon has to have a monster year, an all purpose year. And I'm like I said, I keep saying all purpose. I'm not saying just. Rushing yards. He's got to be able to catch the ball too, which he can. Our defense and and Lou has. I, I have a little bit of confidence in him that I think he's on the right track. I think he's found that guys here that can do what he's trying to do. So we'll see. I'm very I'm very interested to see how Lou does. That's gonna be one of the biggest things that I can't wait to see. And how I mean, I want to honestly first pay, first play. I want a seventy yard bomb to Jamar and we get up go up top. Mara says, "I hope the jungle is packed and loud. It's very very close to being packed, uh, as far as I know. So if you guys have not bought your tickets, please go and buy some. Let's sell this thing out because it's gonna be the first time Joe Burrow is back in the jungle. And the cool thing is to uh, the ruler of the jungle. Where do I have that written down here? Uh, da 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 da." Where is that? It's uh, Bob Johnson. I'm right. Yeah, here it is. Bob Johnson. He's the very first Bengal ever. The only one that's retired. He's going to be the ruler of the, of the jungle. So if you're going to the game, get in there early. Go see all the cool new stuff they have. Check it out. Get in there. And the guys are warming up. Cheer for them. Be loud. Get them hyped up. You know, be excited that they're back. Rowdy every lap. I appreciate you. Where you been at? Yeah, I appreciate you. you gave me a $10 super chat. I appreciate it. Just like that, people, you can be in here. Give me a super chat and support what I'm doing. I appreciate it. Uh, but Rowdy, every lap, says T. Higgins will crush it. Burrow developed a great chemistry with him, and they trust each other. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I'm a big Chase fan, but I really do think T is going to have the bigger year, to be honest. I, I think he he's built for this offense. So is Jamar, but he's also a rookie. They had a chemistry last year. I think he's going to have a big year. And like I said, I don't think there's an X on his team. I think it's it's 1A, 1B, you know, it, him, him and Mar. But I really do think that's – that's uh, he's going to have a great year. Rabbit, $5 Super Chat. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, you say, oh, <laughs> thank you for the English, endless cower – if I can talk – Thank you for the endless hours of Bengals talk and coverage. You're quite welcome. I appreciate it. I like talking Bengals. And I want to get James. I want to ask James' opinion about the Bearcats, and I didn't get that. I wish. See, the thing is, I get these guys on, 
I have so many things I could ask, and I, I can't get to them all. All right, let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. Yes. Bob Johnson. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm 99% sure he was a center. And like I said, he's the only one that has his number actually retired. Now, Ken Riley's is pretty much retired, but it's not officially retired. Because according to Ken Riley, the second, nobody wore it. Uh, okay, let's see here. What do you want? Oh, does Mrs. <laughs> does Mrs. Ice have a record prediction for the Bengals? I don't know. I'll have to ask her that, Terry. And I'll, I'll try to. I'm almost scared to ask her that because I don't know what she'll say. <laughs> but uh, I will. Uh, I will ask her. And yes, Mrs. Ice is a Bucks fan. She is. <laughs> and yeah, John. Uh, John Mug, the Dolphins signed Bobby Hart to the practice squad. But that tells you, we got two guys. Mike Daniels is on our practice squad now. Bobby Hart is on Dolphins practice squad. Two guys that played a lot of games for us last year are on practice squads. That tells you how things were last year and how they're better this year, how much more talented we are, how deeper we are. So those are the things that get me excited. Uh, let's see here, Rob. You got us going ten plus wins. Yeah, like I said, I and now I think most of you guys have seen seen my prediction. I'll throw it up there real quick if I can find it. But and I did this. This ain't like new. I did this when the schedule came out, and I was kind of stuck with it. But I got us going eleven and six. However, it comes out. I got. Us, I don't know if I get all the wins and losses right. Probably not. I probably won't get. I probably won't get any of it right. Hopefully, I'm at least close. 11-6, 10-7. I think we're in the playoffs, if you ask my opinion. Uh, Terry, you got us going 10-7. and seven. Yeah, Again, you know, I think that's good. Tim, Joe Mixon, 12 TDs this year. Woo, throwing it down. I'll take 12 TDs. Like I said, and the t- thing, TDs, they don't all have to be rushing. I think I, I really do think he has a shot. He's not going to hit the number, but close to. 1,500 to 2,000 total yards from offense, you know, for scrimmage, from the scrimmage line. I really do think Joe Mixon has a ch- chance to get that, you know? Uh, yes. Yes. Gino, Gino, what's up? I think you're new. Welcome to the show. Let's change your name. But we need the jungle sold out. Yes. I, I We definitely need the jungle sold out. And we want beat beat Baltimore once this year. That would be nice. I got to split them. See, I got to split them with everybody in – the AFC North. I have a split with everybody, even the Squealers. So I'm not um, at my orange colored sunglasses are not always on. I try to I try to keep it somewhat real as I can. <laughs> so John, what hot take? We sweep the Browns. Look, I, I, I'll put it to you this way. This this is what I think the key is to be. I said this before: beat the Browns and beating or excuse me, the Clowns, the Clowns and the Rappers is the same thing I think is beating the Vikings. We want to stop Dalvin Cook, just like James said. We need to stop him. I want Kirk Cousins to be the one that has to make the throws, make the decisions. If he's the one that has to make this, and the game's close, and he's got to make decisions because he can't run the ball, that's a good thing. I'll take my chances on that. 
other than them running. Because if you look at the two Browns games, if we could have stopped the freaking run, we probably could have won both of them or awful close to winning both of them. Uh, ooh, Royal Flush Terry. That's a hot take. <laughs> Baltimore will miss the playoffs this year. Wow. That's interesting. All right, Rob says, playoffs on wild card. First, first playoff win game. First playoff game in 30th years. Burrow officially crowned as Jesus in all of Bengals Nation. <laughs> Dude, if he gets if he gets his first win, first playoff win, oh my yeah. People will be getting tattoos of, of his face and the date. <laughs> Crown, what's up? Iceman. Did you see where the Bengals cut the yes? I know. I know that's the other thing I want to talk to James about, and I didn't get a chance to, but yeah, I ha- actually have had this all queued up and couldn't get to it. But yeah, the Bengals uh, signed quarterback Jake Browning today to the practice squad and re- re- released punter Drew Chrisman from the practice squad. I'm hoping somehow we can get him back because I think he could be our future punter. Uh, nothing against Kevin Huber. I think Kevin Huber has been a great punter for us, but um, he's been there for 10 years, you know, and if you got this young kid, I think you got to try to keep him. So hopefully they will. Uh, uh, 78 is pretty much retired too. I mean, it hasn't been officially, but yeah, Anthony 78 should be retired. Soon, I hope he'll be the second Bengal to have that honor. Yeah, I mean, I agree that he Anthony should be retired. Um, like I said, his and and Ryler's basically are retired because I don't know anybody who's ever wore seventy eight since Anthony Munoz. Rob, we almost beat the Browns last year. Yep, <laughs> that's all. I'm just saying, I think we have the Browns number just like we used to beat the Rappers easily, even when. They had a better roster than us. We used to beat the Rappers a lot. Andy Dalton. I know people don't like Andy Dalton, but Andy Dalton used to beat them a lot. And so did so did uh, Carson Palmer. We used to beat them. Rowdy Everlap, $5 Super Chat. Appreciate it, brother. Uh, Browns' only Super Bowl appearance came as the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> that is true. That is that is definitely true. That's the, the Clowns' only Super Bowl came as the Rappers. Kind of interesting, but yeah. People forget. Sometimes I, I think it's getting to a point that people forget that, that the, the Rappers were the Browns for, you know, all up till like 95, 96. But uh, yeah. Uh, Rob, you don't trust Baker. Yeah. I, that's why I want to put him, put the ball in his hand, make him make the decisions. I don't know, man. I think the Browns are going to do as good as people expect. Browns have got the clowns have got themselves a very, very good offensive line, and they have a very talented team. To me, and that's why I keep saying you want Baker to make decisions. You know, he hasn't been a very good decision maker on the football field. So I, I was listening to NFL radio, I think it was Bill Pullian, and he said the Browns offense is set up perfectly for Baker Mayfield because they're run offense so they want to get out they want to run the ball they want to kill the clock and not have baker have to do a lot now he didn't call him a game manager but he kind of did he said you don't want baker to have to make a lot of decisions and i'm sitting there going exactly that's what i'm talking about so if dj reader larry Ogunjobi, these you know uh uh 
Sample can clog the middle up and we can stop the run. You can you can make make Baker make those plays. I think we got a shot at beating them. I mean, that's how you that's that's how you would beat them. You know, I don't know anybody who would say, oh no, we're gonna worry about it. we got we gotta try to stop Baker Mayfield. Not yet anyway. Maybe, maybe he'll prove me wrong. But you got you gotta prove it first. And let's be honest, beginning the first half of last year, Baker didn't play that good. The last the second half, yeah, he played a lot better. So we'll see what happens. Uh, let's see here. Marvin. The best defense is a good offense. Yeah. I yeah, if you your their their uh offense is on the uh on the field and your offense is or their offense is on the sideline, yours on the field. Exactly. Uh I would like to see Plenty of mixing, running the ball, clock manage it, slow it down for the defense and jackpot Joey. I don't know. I like it's going to be. I really do think this offense is going to be a lot like 05 and 05. We could do it all. They could slow it down. They could run it with Rudy. They could go deep with Chad and, and TJ and all. They could do a lot of different things. They could play a lot of different ways. And this team is talented enough offensively to do that. So if you get out quick, I say get out quick, get a lead, and yeah, ball controls. I don't, I don't want to slow it down because I don't know. Joe Burrow likes more of the up tempo stuff, you know. And up tempo doesn't necessarily mean that you're scoring every five seconds, but you know, if you score as much as say the Kansas City Chiefs do. Which I think, honestly, I think our offense is talented as theirs is. Offensive line, no. But the offensive weapons, they're very close. I know tight end, they're way better. They got Travis Kelsey. He's a former Bearcat. I know that. But that's the kind of offense I think the Bengals have a chance to have this year. And if you can have a defense that can stop, some people are very opportunistic, like they were in 05. We had a lot of turnovers. You can win a lot of games that way. You don't have to have a dominant. You have to be dominant on one side of the ball to win, really. I mean, it's better to be dominated on both, both sides of the ball, but not every team has that. And especially in the salary cap year era, it's hard to do that. You have to have one side of the ball that you're really, really good at. And I think the Bengals are going to be really, really good at offense, and I think all of you think the same thing. They have to be okay at defense. So he said, like like Jay said, we, have, we might have to outscore them. We might have to outscore a lot of people. It's going to be a lot of fun, but – I just have a feeling we're not going to have to outscore as many people as we think. I do think our defense is going to be better. I I keep going back to that. I just like the people that, that Lou has. He has guys that are more adept to do what he wants, if that makes sense. The guys that he had weren't always built to do what he wanted because the defense is completely different. So if I see – the quarterbacks back off 25 freaking yards. I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> I will tell you that right now. I would not be very happy. But a lot of this has is on Lou. He's got to have a good defense this year because I really do think our offense is going to be really good. And I think Chase is going to be fine. Okay, let's see here. Rob. Uh, let's see here. I'll lose my mind if we let Baker make 20 completions in a row again. If you get pressure on him, that's the thing. And that's the other thing. For this, for my concept to work, 
got to stop the run, but you also got to get pressure on Baker. I don't care who it is. Any NFL quarterback has more than, what, 30, 40 seconds to scan the field. They're going to find somebody open. You can't cover a guy that long, you know? So you they got to get pressure on him. That's why, like James said, the pass rushing, the end is a thing that does concern me. And that's why I was kind of hoping they would go get somebody else. But I do like B.J. Hill. I think they needed another three-tech. They needed another guy to back up Larry Ogunjobi. Hopefully, Darius Hodge can be the guy that can, and I don't want to say replace. It'd be great if he could replace what Joseph Osai was going to do for us. But if that happens, I don't know. But at least he's a piece that we could put in. And I think Sam Hubbard might get a little more pressure on the quarterback than he has in the past because he got a big contract. So you know he's going to try to show everybody he he earned it. And he that you know he he was deserving of getting that contract. So we'll see. Uh let's see here. Jeff, CJ, ooh, Uzama will have a great year. Burrow and his chemistry were great last year. And I'm with you on that, Rob. I've said that for a while, that I I think CJ is – I'm not going to say he's going to be an all-pro or anything, but he's going to have a very good year. Because this offense – let's be honest. This offense is not built to have an all-pro tight end. I know I just compared it to Kansas City's, but Travis Kelsey lines up with wide receiver a lot. (laughs) You know? So that's a little different situation. Um, But I do do think CJ is going to have a very good year. I, I really do. All right, Terry, what's up? Best case scenario, how far do the Bengals make it this season? Realistic answer. Realistic answer. Let's see. I I mean, realistically, realistically, I want to say, to me, you got to make the playoffs. Realistically, Zach should make the playoffs because the way I'll tell you this, Terry, the way I look at it is, if Joe doesn't get hurt, we're most likely closer to 500 record than the four wins. We're getting more wins. We're, we're winning at least three out of those last, what, six games, four of those last six games, however, however many it was. We're, we're winning more than we're losing that second half of that season. You do that, that's the jump that everybody says. So then you make that jump. The next one that everybody expects will be playoffs. I think we're making that jump. Just even, you know, such even with Joe being hurt last year. So that's why I realistically think we can make the playoffs. And damn it, I want to win one. <laughs> I hope we do. Because once you get in, you never know what's going to happen. But we'll see. The biggest thing with the Bengals, too, is and Zach. They led, I don't know how many. It's, and this isn't just a, a, a Burrow thing or a t- thing last year. Zach Taylor, since he's been there. I would love to know, and when you guys could look at actually, Terry, you could probably look it up pretty quick for me. How many games has Zach Taylor been in the lead and lost since he became the Bengals head coach? There's a lot. That's the thing that Zach Taylor and the Bengals have to get over. That's going to be the key to this season, figuring out how to finish games off, not making the mistakes, you know, not letting the, the you know the defense getting in the stop you know getting making the play that changes the game to your favor or keeps it in your favor that's the biggest thing for the team in general that's just the whole team you got to learn how to win 
and Zach. He's got to figure out how to finish. That's been one of his big problems. That's one of the big knocks I've had on him. He doesn't finish games. He'll, he'll, he'll get out there. We'll get the lead. And by the fourth, fourth quarter comes around, we'll, we'll blow it, you know, and I don't even say blow it. Well, it's only a player two. That's it. A player two changes the game. Cause I mean, if you guys, I, I, I this one always sticks out to me. Zach Taylor's very first game as Bengals head coach was against Seattle. And we took off <laughs> and I'm looking at my Mrs. Ice going, Holy crap. This is the Bengals. And we were winning. I don't remember if we were winning at halftime or not, but I know the second half was completely different. But that's been a lot of Bengals games where the Bengals have took off and they've gotten a lead or they're or they're within striking distance. And the second or the third and fourth quarter just kind of slowly goes down and you don't make the right play or you have an interception here or you don't make that stop or Zach Taylor calls a, a silly play. <laughs> There's been a couple of times where – like, why are you calling that on a third and five or whatever? Those are the things that have to change this year for this team in general. I think, like I said, from Zach Taylor to, to Joe Burrow to the defense to Lou to everybody, you got to make plays. The coaches have got to make the right decision to win the game. And you're like, well, that's obvious, but they haven't done it yet. And that takes, I don't even say time. You do it once, they're like, oh. We can do this. It's contagious, you know. And I'm not saying anybody lacks in, in confidence or anything. I'm just saying it's something that has to happen. Something that you have to you have to do to become a winning franchise. Make the winning plays. That's what Bengals have to do. I think that's a big key to this year and this season. Now that brings me to the Facebook groups that let me live stream. And as always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. And like I said, I'm glad you guys are back. I miss you guys. It was a very fun weekend. For those of you who don't know, I think most of you do know to watch me. Watch me. My son got married this past weekend. We had a lot of fun. Like I said I'm still a little sore <laughs> from dancing and having fun. That's why I was on yesterday, but I will be on tomorrow and Thursday and Friday. Got some good guests coming on. Uh, Joe Goodberry. I'm going to record a show. I'll probably record at least the interview with him on Friday. Um, Thursday, I can't think of who the heck I got coming in. I got somebody coming in. Who is I got coming in Thursday? I have to look at my calendar. I, I know I got guests every day. Who is it? Oh, yeah. Duh, Evan. Evan McPhillips from, not Evan McPherson, Evan McPhillips from Pro Football uh, Talk, or Focus will be on. And then you guys ever follow uh, Back Row Bengals? He's on Twitter. He's a pretty good Twitter follower. Follow. He's going to be on tomorrow. We'll be talking some Bengals, maybe some Reds. I like to get some Bearcat talk too. But anyway, let me get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream. They are Hootie Nation, Bengals Nation, Cincinnati Bengals the Jungle, Bengals Hootie Nation, Cincinnati Reds riding third heading for home, Bearcat Country, the Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar, and then you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is Jeff A. Trenopole. TikTok's at Iceman90. I'll be pulling the sound off later on tonight. So if you miss any of it, you don't want to sit and watch me for an hour, you can listen to me. Tomorrow you're at work. Hey, I'm listening to Iceman. Check out the podcast. It's on BeanPod, Apple Podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you download, rate, like, and review. Leave me a comment so more Bengals, Reds, and Bearcat fans can find me. I would 
as always, greatly appreciated. YouTubers, my originals. I didn't do anything this weekend. Like I barely even tweeted out, <laughs> and I added people. You guys are awesome. I'm at 1,351 subscribers. That is awesome. I'm so excited for football's back. I cannot wait. We got the Bearcats Saturday. We got the Bengals on Sunday. It's a great time of year. You got the Reds who are in a playoff push. You are look like they're fading, which is driving me nuts, and I'm hoping they come back and win. <sighs> but we'll see what happens. But as my boy would always say, Jeremy Dimebag Dean would always say, remember one thing and one thing only, and that is you don't live in Cleveland, you live in Cincinnati, so act like it. Who day? And that's just sports, baby. See ya! Get back.